This is Renovar Ministries, revealing Christ and renewing one heart at a time. Hi there and welcome to Building Blocks of Faith with Renovar Ministries. We are your hosts, Dean and Nadine DeLange, and we are so excited to share this new podcast series with you. This is a great opportunity to get back to the basics and reevaluate your journey with God, or for some of you new to Christianity, to start a fruitful journey in your relationship with Him. Having strong foundations in your faith helps you to remain resilient. It also strengthens you to persevere through your Christian walk. God wants all of His children to be in an intimate and meaningful relationship with Him. It is more than a head relationship. It is a heart relationship that connects your spirit and soul to God. Join us on a journey of building your faith as we embark on what makes your faith worth living for. Today's session is all about first encounters. Can you recall your first encounter with the Lord? How do you build a steadfast relationship and get a conversation going with God when many of the world's examples of relationships are dysfunctional? Nadine, what was your first encounter with the Lord like? Thinking back to the era when I met the Lord, I can clearly remember that roller skates, leg warmers, and records were very popular. I was exposed to teachings about the Lord at home from my parents, other family members, and from children's ministry. But I must say that my Sunday school memories are very slight. What I can clearly remember is that every Friday night, I used to learn about Jesus at a youth gathering that my parents led. The youngsters used to often come to our home on a Friday night. This was such an exhilarating time. I knew that as long as I was very good, I could often stay up with the group listening to the Friday night message well past my bedtime. I even learned about the ramifications of drugs one Friday. Yet still, I felt this total emptiness inside of me, even though I learned about Jesus regularly. Only at five did this change. I woke up one night and then walked to my parents' bedroom. My parents were still up and I said, Mom and Dad, Something is missing in my life, and I don't know what it is. My father graciously informed me that it was because I never had a heart relationship with Jesus. I can still remember wondering at that age, how do we get this big Jesus to fit inside a small heart? Is he like a fold-up puzzle? I knew of Jesus, but I lacked the relationship. Radically that night, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. My first encounter with God was a lot of peace and a total warm sensation when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon me. It was warm, like a soft fire, all over my skin and being. Thereafter came the joy. What an encouraging encounter with God at such a young age. One thing we need to remember is that everybody's first encounter with the Lord will be different. When Jesus met the two fishermen brothers, Andrew and Simon Peter, they were in a relaxed working environment. Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee when he saw Andrew and Peter casting a net into the sea, and he called them to follow him. Let's read this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 20. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he noticed two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me. As my disciples, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him, becoming his disciples. Let's compare this event to the account of the thief at the crucifixion of Jesus in the book of Luke, chapter 23. 
A thief who lived a life of misconduct met and acknowledged Jesus as Lord in his dying moments. Here this criminal witnessed how the soldiers, city leaders, the crowd and even the criminal being crucified on the other side of Jesus mocked and cursed Jesus. Yet he would have also experienced the glory and majesty permeating through Jesus even though he too was in excruciating pain hanging on the cross next to Jesus. He would have been able to perceive the sincerity and gentleness of Christ and his profound authority. In the last moments of his life, he reached out to Jesus and asked Jesus to please remember him. Because of this, Jesus gave him the surety of eternal life with him. Church, despite the circumstances we find ourselves in, or how we came to know Christ, we can hold on to God's love for us and that he wants to meet with us. God really does want to reach out to his children in any circumstance they are in and impact their life and have a meaningful relationship with each of them. Many years ago, I had spent a whole weekend preaching and teaching. Nearing the end of the weekend, we were hungry and needed some food. So I joined another pastor to a local chicken eatery. As you know, chicken is a popular meal in many African countries. We were approached by a young street boy. He looked about nine, but he was in fact 12. He asked us for a meal. I could see that he was a slave and that the man who was his keeper was across the road waiting for an instant result. As you know, child slavery in some countries is still very rife and it is our responsibility to report it and to do as much as we can wherever we can. Unfortunately, it is still very tough to do so in several nations, but as Christians, we can rise up and pray about this great calamity together. We told the boy that we would order some food for him. That meant that I only had a few minutes alone with him as the other pastor entered the crowded chicken shop to place an order. The Holy Spirit gave me the analogy that this boy's life was like an empty bucket as it did not have Jesus in it. I shared this with him and the message of salvation. He immediately responded and held on tightly to the track that I gave him. He knew his food was coming no matter what and that he had no obligation to respond. Yet he genuinely longed for Jesus to move in his life. So right there in the middle of the street, he received Jesus as his Lord. The food arrived and I knew we had seconds left with his keeper glaring at us. So as I passed him the packet of food, I prayed aloud and asked the Holy Spirit to touch him and to minister to him. The boy received Jesus under horrible external circumstances. But the heart encounter he had with the Lord will never be able to be taken away. He also has the amazing promise of the hope of eternal life. From the moment you receive Christ, God is eager to build a relationship with you. And it gives him great joy just to hear you speak to him. Your thoughts and your heart are important to God, and he takes the time to listen. In the same way as in any healthy relationship, there is this need to hear the heart and thoughts of the other person. Yes, Dean, I think something that people often forget is the fact that there really is only one of you, and no other relationship can replace yours with God. God has made billions of people over the centuries by now. But there's only one blueprint of you. I know of a woman who raised her children 60 years ago in Zimbabwe, which was called Rhodesia at the time. In those days, they lived in a home well over 50 miles away from the nearest city. 
When her children were small, they had to go to primary school in a boarding house because they lived so far out. As a result, the children often did not see their parents for up to six weeks at a time. There were no cell phones in those days, but the school children used to receive letters from their parents. Can you imagine the great joy for those children when a letter finally reached them in a school term? But at the same time, you can imagine those poor parents longing just to hear the voice of their children and what they were up to. Every now and then, the children used to draw them a picture and send it to them. God longs to hear the voice of all of his children too. He loves connecting with us. That is true. God desires to connect with you despite your background. This means that no matter what you have done in your life, whether good or bad, God wants to develop a deep and intimate relationship with you. And even if you struggle with communication, this should not scare or prevent you from praying to God because God loves the unique way you express yourself. You may find it strange or awkward connecting with God at first because it does not follow the traditional setting for conversation and relationship. For most of us, it can be weird. It is weird talking to someone without the human presence in front of you. However, a conversation with God can be simple and down to earth, similar to that of a telephone conversation. You don't see the person, but you know they are there. That is the key, that you believe in the existence of God and that you speak to him like you would with any other person over the telephone. Therefore, take that bold step of faith and pray to God, even if it is in a secluded place where you can freely speak without an audience. And for those of you who are re-evaluating your foundations of your faith, a key aspect to focus on is keeping up with regular communication with God or not to grieve communication with the Lord when you have sinned or feel out of sync with God. The Word of God tells us in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 8a, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. We can therefore trust that when we come closer to God, He will come closer to us. Amen. Let us pray for you. Father, we just lift up your sons and daughters, and Lord, we pray that you will use their first encounters with you for your glory. May the uniqueness of each encounter be used as an instrument to touch the lives of many individuals. For you yourself say, Lord, that the harvest is many, but the laborers are few. Father, we pray that you will strengthen the bonds of communication between yourself and each of those listening. Lord, may these times of interactions be times of joy and deepening in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and your family. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.